morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Um, I don't know. I feel like yesterday I never really got the ball on the bat. You know, I never got the bat off my shoulder. Um, just, I don't know, energy-wise. Okay, here you go. I haven't yawned in the hour and a half I've been up. <laughs> I'm just so relaxed with you. Anyway, um, yesterday was weird, and that is, that is that was a highly listened to podcast, and I don't even feel like I got my thoughts on the train with that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of my friends texted me, and I get it. Yeah, I can't I can't judge people by the way I do things. I get that. That's not a productive way to live. Um, our lives are very very subjective. Uh, and I understand that. And I can be overly subjective. I ha- I remember saying things in my, certainly in my past, like, why can't they do it? I did it. You know, and that's not an enlightened point of view. I get that. But what are we going to do? Because if everybody's uh, best isn't, isn't the same, you know, or even close to being the same, we got some issues. We need to fix it. Because some people really just aren't even trying. And I don't know if that's their best. It seems like they're not trying. Let's put it that way. To be more fair. It appears. You know, it's like. (laughs) This is horrible to admit. But there was a stretch. There's a point in your life where, you know, if you grew up a certain way anyway, everybody gets married and starts having their kids or whatever. It's like an explosion. It's like wedding after wedding for me that age was about anywhere between 26 and 30 and it was constant you were going to baby showers you were going to weddings you were you were just engagement everything you were constantly going to something and so I developed this thing like with the kids like everybody's baby is not cute and I'm not trying to be mean that's just a fact you know and beauty is in the eye of the beholder Sometimes a baby is really only beautiful to its parents because you just can't see the beauty yet. And so uh, I just remember uh, developing this thing. If I didn't think the baby was like there yet in terms of looks, I would just be like, what a cute outfit. And shockingly, that worked. Which sounds cruel and mean, but it's true. It's like, I'm not a good liar. And I have this discussion with one of, one of my friends who's a who's great. I mean, like, she is really good at being duplicitous, and I'm not. And so, um, you know, I usually wear whatever I'm thinking right on my face. And it's, you know, pretty obvious. She's happy. She's mad. She's sad. You know. <laughs> She's glad. I mean, like, I, uh, it's not hard to tell. So, yeah, and shockingly, that went well. Yeah. Oh, you dress, you dress her so cute. Oh, his little outfit. Look at him. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I have no idea why I'm mentioning that. I lost that train, but I think that's funny. <laughs> but, uh, oh, when people are like not, and when people seem to me like they're not trying their best or they're not trying their hardest, I have a hard time looking at them and being like, okay, you know, I just, I can't be fake. I'd rather say something that's 
the truth, even though it may be, you know, borderline inappropriate. I guess that's, it's not inappropriate. If It's hard to say if somebody's baby is not cute, that that baby is cute. I just can't do it. So I went with the clothes, you know. Uh, and I didn't have to do it a lot, but I did do it. And I was in my 20s and I didn't feel bad about it. <laughs> or I felt some guilt. Now I probably wouldn't feel any guilt at all. Because it's like, you know, we're old now. Please don't be trying to show me your all your kids and grandkids and we got Facebook for that. Ugh, sorry. Yawn Nation. I'm sorry. I I don't know. Like I said, I'm so relaxed with you. Um, <laughs> which I don't know why that makes me laugh. Anyway, so yeah, I get it. If we're not all trying hard, I just don't know. You know, we're doomed, I would think. And I'm not trying to be negative, but how are we going to fix anything if no, if the bar is so low that nobody is even trying anymore, you know, and I'm speaking really in broad terms. Um, and I don't, I mean, I'm not even speaking on anything specifically. I think there are a lot of people in this country and a lot of people are aspirational and a lot of people aren't. And sometimes the people who are not aspirational seem to have, uh, the power and the control because they gripe the most. And it's like, well, okay, so what's the solution? You know me, I like to talk about solutions. I'm tired of pointing out problems all the time. It's easy to point out the problem. You know, someone sent me a video yesterday. It's easy to break something. The hardest thing is to heal something. And it is true. You know, it's hard to heal. Healing is a process. And oftentimes it's uncomfortable. You know? Uh, It's just, that's just the way it is. So anyway, out of the ethereal and... uh interesting but not really specific uh to George Floyd that anniversary I think was it yesterday I I'm yesterday I was at work I was really busy I'm still really busy because I'm having a technical glitch but that's neither here nor there but I saw that uh, there were a lot of videos and commemorations and all that people disappointed that Joe Biden hasn't done anything I'm, I'm not sure what he was supposed to do but I read a headline about that and um, I do think in the very long and passionate conversation around race uh, in this country that George Floyd was a tipping point. Um, it certainly helped us rid the White House anyway of Donald Trump. Uh, couple that with his anemic COVID response. And I recognize that people are still rallying around Trump and that he still has that party held hostage. Um, But at least he's not in the White House. And for me, that's enough. He's done a tremendous amount of damage. And um, the impact of George Floyd's death in that video for nine minutes, and you watched that, um, was a crucial blow to his presidency and his inability or unwillingness to properly address the issue. And, you know, I don't think he knows how to be articulate or sensitive. He is a huge megalomaniac. And I think now he probably has some dementia or whatever. So that was really crucial. I knew you can go back and listen to this podcast. I was going on and on about how COVID 
was the act of God that was going to rid us of Trump. And I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm I'm a moderate, independent voter. Um, and I just didn't like what I saw from him. I just, listen, I deal with a lot of people with uh, brain issues and... I know my fair share of narcissists, and that was just not a good look for us for four years. And I'm glad he's gone. And one of my friends, he chronicles all the time, like, Trump, Trumpism is still alive. That's great. It's just not in the White House, and I'm good with that. That's a good start. And when people get out of that cult of Trump uh, because they have been indoctrinated, when you can see facts and ignore them, uh, you're in a cult. And so George Floyd helped us dramatically in this country get out of the Trump era uh, officially. And soon um, we'll be out of it completely, even the unofficial versions. I just think people will wake up and realize he's not this, this thing that you've made him out to be. He's just a rich guy who's delusional. You know, he's a cult leader. And you know how I feel about these cults. I'm fascinated by scam artists and cults. So anything, anything that has somebody running a giant scam on people and being a cult leader. And with Trump, you get a you get both because that dude is going to jail. And uh, I, I believe that he only ran for the presidency to get away from going to jail so George Floyd you did not die in vain I am sorry you died that way that was ridiculous I'm glad Derek Chauvin is going to jail where he belongs I am not anti-police but I am anti-bad police and that was not good work right there and I'm telling you that the thing that sealed the deal for me was when people kept saying you're killing him and that just made him like double down with his knee on this dude's neck you know and I'll be honest with you I saw a black police officer yesterday and he had a little I mean he wasn't murdering anybody but he had this sort of he he had kind of had an attitude with me before you know um and you know that's just his way you could just tell us like yeah I'm a police officer you know, and some of them are like that. It doesn't matter what color they are. They just get emboldened like, I have this badge and this gun and you can't do anything about it. And I'm going to talk to you however I want to. But the minute you talk to me crazy, I'm a flex on you. And you all have seen this attitude from police officers before. You know, listen, some of them ain't great. They're good police officers, just like they're good doctors, good lawyers, good nurses. And some of them are bad, just like they're bad doctors and bad lawyers and bad nurses, you know. So like this dude was like low key flexing. And I'm like, dude, just just seriously, calm down. I'm sorry that this is the only thing in life that makes you feel powerful, but get over it. So anyway. Uh, if it's possible to be resting in peace, George, I hope that you are and know that you did not die in vain because a lot of Americans drew the line in the sand at that moment. 
watching that was like and and it was just the perfect storm because everybody was at home everybody was watching the same things it's, it was just like going back to the 70s everybody was watching the same thing at the same time so rest in peace you did not die in vain and hopefully we will continue to do the hard work and have the hard conversations um but we need to stop you know coming up with these slogans for everything I to this I still Asian AAIP or something what is that can we just stop hating on each other you know I get that it's not as fun and everybody you know likes singling out groups to stop hating them but the reality is we just need to stop hating everybody period and if you don't like something or someone then don't go around them you know there are plenty of parts in America where you can live and you won't see nothing but you and people who look like you so just stop stop it anyway um hope all is well in the world i i got to get to writing i mean the reality is i've got to take time to carve out when i'm not working my full-time job and get back to writing because i have a world of interesting things to talk about and i until i can be employed full-time somewhere else i can't really talk about the most interesting things so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so I just, you know, and I need to write and I need to write it down because one day I will be able to talk and it's going to be fascinating. At least I think people will think it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. Um, uh, I, I envision a, a series of shows, not unlike mayor of East town, not unlike, uh, uh, the wire or some of the other iconic shows that I've seen that are so well done. Uh, the first true detective, which I thought was really good. The second true detective was better than given credit for. It's just too many characters. They all seem like they thought they were the lead. Rachel McAdams, of course, was excellent in it. Kate Winslet, she's great. I, there are some actors that I really, really like, and I think they low-key just do great work, and nobody kind of pays them any attention. You know, Kate Winslet, you know, 20 years of us outstanding 20 years of a great resume, just outstanding work. Uh, Rachel McAdams is one of my favorites. You can watch a movie with Rachel McAdams and forget it's her. Like, she doesn't look the same from role to role. Like, she changes her hair, and it's like, who is that? She's so good. And I hope that she gets a powerful role now that she's a mom, you know, and older. I hope she gets uh, to flex a little bit more as a grown woman, you know? She's always kind of been like the youthful, fun person, even like in date. Was it date night? No, game night. She was married, but still, you know, kind of youthful. They didn't have kids. Okay, so now she's a grown woman for real. And I think she can do, she's going to do some really interesting roles. She's drawn to really interesting roles. She may be more of a Frances McDormand type because I don't see Rachel McAdams getting a ton of uh, plastic surgery or anything weird. So she's awesome. Regina King, awesome. Um, Meryl Streep is just, I mean, she's royalty for real. If she could be Dame Meryl, I think, uh, we'd be calling her that a long time ago. You know, she's one of my favorites. I love Viola Davis. I would like to see her move away from the snot crying roles. Um, she can be more powerful than that. And then she was in that one movie where she was just so mean. I was like, she just, there's a middle ground, Viola. (laughs) from uh snot crying like in fences 
and then uh, just overly mean. I forgot what it was. It was with uh, Melissa McCarthy and they were thieves or something. I think she was in that. And I was like, this is not very good. And she is just playing this one note like I didn't buy that. But anyway, that's just my two cents on that. She's amazing. She's a good actor. Uh, She takes you on a journey just with her face. Uh, She can like wrinkle her eyebrow or furrow her brow. And you're just like, whoa. Anyway, just rambling on a little bit. I hope you have a great day today. Thank you for listening. Uh, We've got a ton of new listeners. I'm not sure where you guys are flooding in from, but I appreciate you. Um, Apparently, you you can't audio search Mad Love uh, because you get a ton of, you get not a ton, but you get a bunch of episodes from another podcast. So I'm not really sure how you search for us yet, but it's Mad Love, a Just Media Works production is the full title. Uh, Wherever you listen. Wherever you're joining us from, I appreciate it. Uh, Stitcher, um, we're available there. We're available on uh, Amazon now. Um, we're available on just just about anywhere, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. We should be there. And I appreciate you showing up for me and listening and spending this time with me. And uh, be well, be safe. And as always... Again, thank you for listening and be your best. And it's mostly because I love you. I love you.